and welcome to this week's podcast, The History Quine, with me, Fiona Jane Brown. We're going down into the mairns for this week's subjects, and it's the story behind one very famous fiddle tune and another not so well-known but local bothy ballad. First of all, we begin with the tune, the Bonnie Lassabon Accord, written by James Scott Skinner. Now, Scott Skinner, of course, was born in Bankery in 1843. His father, William, had been a fiddler before him, playing at country dances. So it wasn't a surprise that by the time James was eight, he was accompanist to Peter Milne, known as the Tarlin Minstrel, who's actually buried in Aberdeen's Nailfield Cemetery. If you've ever seen Scott Skinner's gravestone, in Allenvale Cemetery, you'll know it's a huge marble edifice and as well as a bronze bust of the fiddler, engraved on the stone are the first few bars of Skinner's tune, The Bonnie Lass of Bon Accord. However, did you know the Bonnie Lass was a real live person that Skinner met at a party? As well as being an accomplished fiddler and composer, he was also a dance teacher, not unlike Francis Peacock, but in the next generation, the next century. After one of his dance sessions at his studio, his hired studio in North Silver Street, which is now Milne's Auction House, he was actually invited to a friend's house in nearby Union Terrace. Skinner loved dancing, loved the ladies, so not surprising he took notice of this pretty girl. She was a serving maid. The servants had been invited to come to the party. But this girl, he thought, ah, no, she's she's better than just a maid. And he described her as being a splendid tripper of the light fantastic tool. So, of course, Scott Skinner gets to chatting her up. And the girl introduces herself as Wilhelmina or Mina Bell. And she explained to Scott Skinner that her father, who farmed at Cockley Mary Cooter, had once played bass for Skinner's late father, William. Now, he was absolutely gobsmacked by this and said, well, why are you working as a maid? Poor Mina, she starts breaking down in tears and explaining that her father had been bankrupt after standing guarantor for a friend's debts. And, of course... The friend turned out to be a fair-weather friend, didn't pay the debts out, so poor Mina's father lost his farm. Scott Skinner took pity on her and he said, Never mind, lassie, I'll make a tune that'll keep you in mind when we're both dead. So, he goes home, he scribbles a tune, and the next day shows it to a mate of his, a photographer known as Alexander Dinney. Dinney really liked it. Obviously, I suppose, being able to read music, he could get the substance of the tune and he said there was something great in it. And here are the pair of them standing in, who knows, it could have been Union Street, but standing in a street in Aberdeen and 
by amazing coincidence, Mina just happens to cross the road. And Skinner points at her, nudges Dinny and says, that's the bonny lass that the tune's about. And Dinny said, I've got it. Cut the bonny lass a bonny cord. And that's how the story of the song began. Now, nobody ever forgot this tribute to poor Mina. In 1927, she became an honoured guest at Skinner's own funeral when that beautiful marble headstone was unveiled by Harry Lauder. Eleven years later, she died and she was 72 years old and buried in Fetereso Kirkyard. Later on, her nephew put up a headstone for her and made sure it was facing in the direction of Clayfold's farm, Newton Hill, where she was born in 1866. Now, I took the trouble to rake round Fetereso Cemetery, which is fairly modern, and I saw this, again, fairly modern-looking gravestone, which has the inscription recording Mina's connection with the Strasby King. I've got the details of what it says. In loving memory of Mina Bell, who died, who died 9th of June 1938, aged 72 years, immortalised in James Scott Skinner's masterpiece, The Bonnie Lass of Bonacord. Also, David Bell, who died 20th of March, 1946, aged 71 years. And that was her brother. And he was the father of a Doug, or Albert Douglas Bell, to give him his full name. He was 95 when he passed away. And it says that he was Mina's nephew. He was also buried there with his wife, Dorothy, who had passed away in 89. So... It's an amazing little connection, this. And although everyone in the story has now passed away, people know the tune and it is often used at Cayley's. And if you're driving down the A92, just as you'll see the sign for Cockney and past that, south of that, is South Cockney. Well, across the... The road at the other side from South Cockney is Clayfolds. Clayfolds Farm is where Mina herself was born. And near to that is the farm of Bernorachy, which happened to be the home of local storyteller Maggie Fraser. And up from there at Cat lives another well-kent person on the folk scene. And that is one Geordie Murison. Geordie, of course, as well as being a farmer, a farm machinery dealer, was a Bothy Ballad champion. He still is to this day. In fact, I saw him winning at uh, Turriff just at the end of the year. And I met up with him a couple of months back. And as well as knowing that song, he also told me about the song on his side of the A92, which, again, not very well known, but has a very strong story attached to it. And it concerns the farm of Clochnahill, or Clochnahill, as it's pronounced locally. Now, the odd thing about this place is it has a connection to Scotland's bard, of course, Robert Burns. Some of you will know that Burns's father was from Kincardineshire, 
And again, this was his father. So John Burness, Robert Burns's paternal grandfather, owned Clockin Hill. Sadly, he went bankrupt in 1745, not due to the obvious Jacobite rebellion, but to the failure of his, of his crops and had to give the farm up. And that's quite possibly one of the reasons why Burns himself moved with his family down to Ayrshire, uh, because there was nothing left for them up here. But fast forward into the 19th century and the then owners, the Tom family, were the source of this particular song. Again, it's not a ballad I had heard of, but it's certainly one that Geordie had included in one of his albums. And it's a tale of jealousy. And it's called A Tween's Dean Hive and Lauren Kirk. So I'm now going to hand over to Geordie as he explains the background to the song and then play a wee clip of Geordie singing the song as it was. Weinstein Hive and Lauren Kirk. And I was a puzzled far about it was and Nicky and so a day I was summoned to ask Fairham Clock in the Hell. Because she was asked Fairham, she was this is Gordon, she was in a Joby Dean, so we started speaking about both his songs. And she asked Tween, oh, she said, that was written about this place. I said, oh. So I've been who she get and come back with this handwritten copy of the song. I think I still have it. And Johnny Mearns used to be a traveller with the lime company. So her late husband, Hugh Gordon, had can this story, it was at Tom's, it was fermented before them, and it got back to about maybe late, mid to late 1800s when they had it. And uh, I think the story was about Tom's daughter, Helen Tom, mm-hmm. who got on to marry Jim's Dawn for a query, but apparently it just showed the power because uh, the kitchen deed had been here and a wee fling with the first with the horseman, nice. and the bath got the sick. Oh so, no! Uh, <laughs> so that was a patch of background. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. The, the who was the maiden then? Was that the farmer's daughter? Yes. Uh, uh, she was jealous. Uh, and then the servant in the... <laughs> but it was just a fun, because she could only, as I say, she could only hell and marry James Dawn in the big mm-hmm. farmer's out of hell. Yeah. So she wasn't needing to bother, but... Did, so, whether the story is true, it's... Now it's near upon the master that I put the blame. It's the maiden of the tune at high respected dame. For nay, sweetheart, the heart did come, it grieved our sail to see the happy hours that were spent between my love and me. Early times are getting hard when curtains card a crime. For it has been practised new Guid kens and full long time. But yon big tune a been the road It is forbidden there And for fein we all clochen hell I'll bid ye all 
beware. So there you have it. And it looks, by the sound of what Geordie's saying, that John Mearns, who of course was very famous for the radio show and later TV series Al Meal Mill, which basically promoted and played a folk song such as that, John Mearns himself might have actually written it. So just to get the gist of what Geordie was saying, if you're not familiar with our local Doric dialect, basically the song is about farm worker who falls in love with the kitchen maid and the farmer's daughter is insanely jealous because she hasn't got a boyfriend of her own so she grasses on them and gets them both sacked. So it would seem that there was a pecking order for who should go out with who and I thought that was a bit strange actually because surely going out with the boss's daughter was not a good idea but apparently she seemed to think so and as Geordie says the, the maiden herself, who apparently is this Helen Tom, actually went and married a rich farmer anyway. So she didn't need to actually be jealous of this pair. So, who knows? There are all sorts of weird and wonderful things happen in Bothy Ballads. And we'll look at a few more in a couple of weeks' time. But for now, from me, Fiona Jane Brown, good day. <laughs>